to Enterprise. Lock on transporters. Beam is up. Scotty. Welcome to Pod Me Up Scotty, a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. I am Andrea. And I am Oshin. And today, my baby, Oshin and I <laughs> are discussing the 16th episode, Fusion, uh, where the Enterprise is on its way to explore the giant arachnid nebula when it rendezvous with a Vulcan ship. That has been in space for more than eight years. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. Uh, trigger warning for rape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trigger warning for assault. Trigger warning for overstepping boundaries. And if you think that that's not something that you would like to talk about, because it's much more serious than previous episodes where we've talked about it, you don't have to listen to this episode because it was hard. So yeah, I'm just letting it <laughs> letting it out there. Uh, trigger warning, content warning. Yep, yep. Well done. I think that's a good shout because yeah, it's pretty intense. So, how what 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 were your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, now I feel bad saying that I liked this episode. <laughs> Sadly, it is a good episode, but yeah, not no, it for... is. It is a good episode. I wouldn't say I necessarily enjoyed it, not in the, in the usual sense. I enjoyed it from a, I suppose, artistic point of view, and that it's well made. Yeah. Um, and we get some character development. I thought it was really funny. Sorry, I didn't think the episode was really funny. I thought it was really funny that literally only a few episodes ago in the Shadows of Kajem, we were talking about the whole humanizing of Vulcans and how we feel about that. And then Mm -hmm. two episodes later, we get this story where they meet Vulcans who are trying to incorporate their emotions back into themselves and how they clash with T'Pol. I thought that was really interesting. It just shows how our how our thumb is really on the pulse of Star Trek Andrea, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh but also I like that so a couple episodes ago we were talking about uh how it wasn't something that would we would like for them to humanize Vulcans. Even though they were trying. Kinda trying. And this episode is obviously with us in the sense of a humanoid Vulcan would not be good or doesn't have to be completely good because Koth is yeah obviously... I was gonna say I really like Koth yeah and I would watch a I would watch a a trip Koth odd couple esque sitcom yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's not all that it's supposed to be logically you would be like oh they are good with logic so. If they were good with emotions, but being good with emotions, even for us humans, is very hard. 
to be able to manage our emotions and not lash out at anything or everything. So yeah, it's it's a good episode from what you said, like it's well made, it's character development, we learn a little bit more about Tepal and also Vulcan culture and how they view these people that are going against what they believe. I mean, it's good in the same way that Handmaid's Tale is a good show. Like, it's hard to watch and it's hard to digest and many bad things happen in the episode and in the show, but it's still good. Mm. And I still would recommend watching it if it's not triggering for for anybody that would want to watch it. Um, Obviously not good in the same level. Handmaid's Tale is much better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. a good episode and it's a good show. Even though it's hard to watch because the things that happen there are awful. Yeah, I think I think we're both agreed on that. That it is very good from not objective point, but just the quality of how it's handled and how it's done is good. But yeah, we didn't necessarily take enjoyment from it. Yeah. And yeah, as you mentioned in your trigger warning, handled a lot better than previous episodes. We also talked about it. Pardon? In our previous episode in uh, Unexpected, yeah. when we were talking about how Trip was made to be the butt of the joke and it was not treated with the seriousness that it deserved. We also talked about how if it was a female character, to Paul or Hoshi, it would have been different. And yes, it would. It would. Here, it would. here, we, here we are. Yeah. I mean, there there are obvious differences in terms of, of course, how it happened, yeah. but no, the handling still completely off kilter. It's very bizarre that it was handled so differently. I'm just glad that there was no gaslighting from the crew to to Paul. She was obviously in bad shape. She called she called sick bay, which is already a big step. Yeah, and I am so glad that she did. But then when Archer is talking to the piece of shit. Like, I, I don't think there was ever any kind of doubt over what T'Pol was saying. And obviously Archer must have been furious. Like, it's just like, I'm so glad that we didn't have a, a scene in Sigbay of her retelling the story, first of all. But also that there are people saying things like, are you sure? Or you invited him to your quarters? Like, the possibilities are endless. So I'm just glad that we only got she calling Sigbay and then Archer being like, you assaulted a member of my crew. Yeah. Because he uses the word assault and that is so important. Yeah. And considering this was 2001, this was, you know, well ahead of, you know, any Me Too movement. Yep. And we, as we've discussed in Unexpected, there are clearly signs of the times in Star Trek episodes, but this is actually very progressive. And yeah, when you said she called sickbay, I was going to add, and you got there ahead of me, that yeah, also, Archer believes her, and he confronts. I was I was going to ask, and we may as well do it now, seeing we have kind of jumped to the end. I feel like if this was made today, and maybe I'm wrong on this, and you can, you can tell me now how you feel, because this is why I'm asking. I feel if this was made today, they would have had to Paul confront him rather than Archer. And I was wondering if it felt to you, and maybe again, this is just my unconscious bias or my 
whatever lenses I'm wearing, it felt a kind of, oh, yeah, it happened to her, but it's the white man's role to protect her honor. Or am I, am I reading too much into that? Yes. Um, I mean, I think you are. Okay. Because um, I, I agree that maybe in a show that came out today, she would be the one to confront him. But that, that is traumatic for victims or survivors. Some people don't like to be called victims. And I know that with my experiences, and I've never experienced anything this, this, this deep, this big, um, but with my experiences, I have not been the one to confront anybody about it. It's putting yourself in the worst position because he assaulted you one time. Nothing is going to prevent him from doing it again if you go again. Why would you do that? So I think the only reason why the white man saved him is because the white man is the captain. But if the captain had been a woman, the woman would have been the, you know, but not the woman that got through the assault. I mean, if you want to do it, if you want to be the person like you assaulted me and I'm going to talk to you about it and I'm going to make you feel bad about it. And I want you to look at me in my eyes and see the damage you've done that's a decision that you have to make but i don't think that if tipol's still in sick bay she would have been the one to confront him i think it is the captain's job to protect the crew and in this case he's just protecting a woman that was assaulted but like it technically wasn't even sexual assault even though it's very obvious to be sexual assault so, like, technically, obviously, you cannot film and publish a rape in a Star Trek show. So this is the closest thing we're ever going to get to an actual rape. I hope this is the closest thing that we're going to get to an actual rape. Um, I can't say for sure, but I, I have it in my head that there are other episodes that deal with it in some way or other but I can't I I don't think they explicitly show it I mean I'm sure they deal with the topic but I just hope that it's how explicit it is I hope that this is the most that we get because this is quite explicit even though it's not technically physical assault it's mental assault (laughs) you know spicier but yeah I I think you're reading too much into it I think it's just his job to protect his crew and I think he also feels kind of guilty because he was the one to encourage that connection with the Vulcan ship so I think it's his job really to tell him to fuck right off no that's fair and I think I think you're right I think I probably was really too much or overthinking the different optics that can be seen and I think you're right as well that it is important that we see she believed and that he does take action and refers to it as assault. So I think that's equally important anyway. Yeah. And I was I was curious as well then how you felt because that scene ends with the, the perpetrator throwing Archer across the room and Archer takes like a phase pistol and uh, Talaris the Vulcan says, oh, you tricked me. You planned this. Pardon? You planned this. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was strange. What was your reading on that? Why do you think Archer felt he had to to plan that? Did he plan to be attacked so that he would have a viable reason to go to the Vulcan captain? Or I I thought that was strange. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. Okay. In a case like sexual assault and rape, it's always my word against yours. In this case, she has neurological damage caused by the, the attack, so there is proof, but it's still kind of her word against his, like, she could be faking it, like, she gave consent and now, you know. So it's always good to prove someone's character, right? So if she's saying he became aggressive and he didn't want to stop and I had to push him off me, maybe if she or Archer went directly to the Vulcan captain and was like, this is what happened, he would have been like, no, that's not what we do. Because we don't have any proof to think that that is what all of them do, right? Maybe it's just him that cannot live this lifestyle. Because Kov was fine, Kov was funny, and he was interested in human culture and sharing Vulcan culture. So maybe he's just the odd one out, right? So we don't know. So just the captain having proof that he's actually violent when provoked and that he will get physical with him could be good. Like, I don't think he should have to put himself in a position of, I'm going to get thrown across the room. But it was, you know, it was something that also I think Archer would do. Yeah. I think Archer would get thrown across the room to prove a point. Yeah. I suppose I I was thinking of it in the sense of, well, ideally Archer would just go to the Vulcan captain, explain what happened, and the Vulcan captain would believe him. But yeah, obviously it's better to have proof of character as you say or some sort of situation or story that you can tell to to back up to Paul's claims of his character yeah like he could so he could be like this assault happened because i think it's important that the vulcan captain knows and also when i confronted him he threw me across the room Mm. Uh, i would like to know if the vulcan I, I forgot his name. I only remember Kov's name. I think it's Talaris. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I wish I, I knew if he was punished in some way. Yeah. Doubted for some reason. <laughs> but I hope that he does. Hopefully we see it in a future episode. I don't remember, but I didn't remember this episode. I told you yesterday. I didn't mm. remember this episode by name, but then I started watching it. And yeah, I did. Um... So, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to completely like. I've got a lot of questions. I, I, I don't. I want to give you a chance to, if you have any thoughts or things you want to say. Regarding the episode, so I have many things, but I just. I don't know. Um, I feel compassion for Paul. I'm a little bit. So a lot of a lot of shows do this to this day, but also did this back in the day that they would have an episode with two plot lines going side by side. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, we have obviously Tapol and Tavaris, Tavalis, whatever, getting to know each other and whatever, and then we have Trip and Kof being friends, and those are the two parallel plot lines. And I'm quite annoyed that they are mixing a very serious topic with such a lighthearted, funny one. Like a trip asking about sex and the shock of Reed and Trip when he said they're mating is every seven years. Like I think that is 
very nice info to have, but why put it in an episode where obviously that's not the focus of the episode, as learning Vulcan customs is not the point of the episode. The point of the episode is manipulation and coercion and getting someone to do what you want against their will without knowing that it's against their will because you've made them believe that it's something that they want. Once of all, has never wanted to be human or experience emotions in the whole time of the show. She's never wanted to experience emotions. If she has experienced emotions, it's because of her living with humans, but it's not like something she would be interested in. She's quite Vulcan in that way. She likes her logic-based brain. So she would have never agreed to this if it wasn't for the manipulation and coercion. So yeah, the two different parallel lines are a bit annoying for me. Interesting. I actually liked this. I thought it provided a nice balance because obviously the DePaul storyline is very intense and very dark. And it was nice to have the relief every now and again of, oh yeah, but outside of these two, there is also just a nice kind of mesh of cultures learning about each other. I appreciated that. Yeah, but it's just the tone. So different. They are. Yeah, again, they are They are very different. It worked for me. I mean, we can only agree to disagree. There's no point trying to hear yeah. each other. Yeah, <laughs> but it worked for me. I did think it would have been nice, or not nice, but I think it would have been good, I suppose if maybe they'd had some reference to the T'Pol storyline in Trip and Kov's goodbye. Like, if maybe Kov had said, look, I'm sorry what happened to your crewmate, or I'm sorry how it ended between the two ships. But I don't. But then that means that people are talking about it and yeah. the news has spread. So, yeah. So the, the repairs were almost done and the charting was almost done. So I think people just thought that their visit had come to a natural end. I don't think they necessarily knew about what had happened. Mm. So I don't mind them not talking about the ball because of that. And I don't think if Trip knew that he would have been so nice to Cough. And Cough doesn't have, like, it's not his fault. Yeah. But I think that if Trip, he's being vocally reticent to Vulcans and mistrusting of Vulcans. That if suddenly he knew that one of them had assaulted his co-worker and friend, that he would have been nice to other Vulcans. I don't think that would have happened. I don't think so. So it's good that they ended their friendship in a good note. Coven trips. I just want to. I just want to know if the next episode is related to this. It has to be, right? It has to at least mention something. Andrea, all I'll say to that is: Do you remember? The time <laughs> when Trip and Reed nearly died <laughs> and thought that no, because they ev- haven't everyone in Enterprise had died. <laughs> um, and they were really traumatized and Reed grew as a person. Do you remember that? Because the show doesn't. I mean, I mean, I mean, Reed didn't bring up weapons this episode that was one of my notes oh my god literally one of my notes is like all caps reed meets an alien race on an alien ship and doesn't ask about their weapons <laughs> there has been character growth yeah there it's has. amazing yeah no I th- no i think i think it's interesting that the, the balance of those stories didn't work for you it's just the tone because it felt like if i was watching a show about a rape or an episode about a rape 
And then there was also like scenes with the music of wouldn't it be nice? It's just like whiplash, you know, like yeah. it, like if if all the scenes of Cough and Trip were <laughs> in slow mo with music and being like very classical sitcom kind of montage then yeah. i like it would have been just as much of a whiplash as this episode was because it's just like i don't know i don't know how i'm not a showrunner or a writer <laughs> or anything so i don't know how i would have fixed it or changed it but it just didn't work for me i feel like you're making the cause and trip storyline out to be way more comedic than it is because yeah it, do, it does start off yeah, it's not no comedic, it does start off just... it does start off with a lighter tone and like i said i made the joke about i would watch a sitcom about them but it does also turn into this storyline about whether cobb will get in touch with his dying father which is quite serious yeah, but and the, I really the father it. didn't die yeah more vulcan manipulation <laughs> <laughs> suddenly the father is not about to die he has years oh, I'm now i'm dying i'm dying yeah 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 i'll probably be dead in, in a few years <laughs> yeah by that logic we're I all think dying we're all dying. <laughs> we're all dying but i did i mean i'm sure you'll agree with me on this i did like um trip showing his softer side again and giving yes. advice personal advice and the story about not asking the girl to dance. That was very sweet. I like Trip. It's just anything he does. <laughs> and I cannot... I say this episode. I cannot wait for Trip and Paul yeah. to start getting closer. Not only do I need the content for myself, which I do, but I also need your reaction to how it happens. And when they get there, and what will you think about it? Because I, I need to, I need to know. I need to know. I'm, I'm so curious because you know, as we discussed, T'Pol clearly doesn't have any interest in emotions. Love is one of the strongest emotions, so I'm very curious to see how that works out. Because I want to mention something briefly in relationship to Paul and Trip. So remind me to come back to the whole Vulcan main storyline again. I got vibes again in this episode that the show writers were experimenting with T'Pol Archer and again just kind of floating that balloon because there's that line where Tripp says well, If I didn't know better, I'd say you were a little jealous. When Archer is complaining about T'Pol spending all the time with the Vulcans and obviously two episodes ago we had that absolutely bizarre striptease using Archer as a pole and... <laughs> It's really weird. It's really strange. I I'm, I wasn't as uncomfortable with it this episode, thankfully. But it's very strange. Because literally in the first episode, it was one of the first texts I sent to you when I started watching this show. That the chemistry between T'Pol and Trip is off the chain. In that Decon scene. I think they have forgot the, the showrunners have forgotten that the first episode, they have them both almost fully naked spreading cream on each yeah. other's bodies like just fucking give us the content we deserve i don't care about archer give me trip and ball <laughs> yes no but i agree that this episode was also like very like sus in the worst way possible yeah because it's not gonna happen we know it's not gonna happen so just don't bother yeah it's just so strange and i just and i, I don't love see to it. know what was happening 
in the writer's room or in production? Like, was this coming down from studios? Like, oh, no, we need the captain to have a romance. It's just so bizarre because it just doesn't work at all. No. Also, I didn't see the jealousy. I felt like it was more him being overprotective, but like a captain or even a brother, but not like a boyfriend. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't even get <laughs> jealousy at all, which is why Tripp's line stood out to me even worse because the audience isn't getting any vibes of jealousy, but yeah. they're having Tripp say this line as if that's what we're supposed to get. It's very strange. Yeah. I think it would have been good if Trip was the one to be like, are you not bothered that she's spending so much time with the Vulcans? And Archie would have been like, actually, no, I told her to do so. Mm. And Trip would be like, well, I don't like it. And Archie could have been like, oh, sounds like you're jealous. Yeah. I think that would have been more interesting because it fits Trip as a person that is not trusting of Vulcans Mm -hmm. and suddenly the Vulcan that didn't want to spend time with Vulcans was spending time with the Vulcans. I think that would make sense. It would make sense that Archer would have been like, no, I told her to spend time with them, so I'm okay with that. Because I was the one that told her, I can't force you, but like, fucking do it. And it would start the relationship that they are going to have in the future in a very more progressive and natural way. Like, it would have been a win-win-win. (laughs) Win-win-win. Yeah, no, I don't know about that. I don't think that would have been a a good way to start a relationship. Well, technically it would have, because he would be like, I don't like it, and then she gets assaulted. So he could be like, I was right. To Archer, not to her. I think think that raises... No, I don't think they should have gone down that road, because then that's like, ooh, he's the shoulder for her to cry on, or whatever. And, uh... Yeah, you're you're holding your mouth up. You're holding your hand up to your face to hide your face. Is that is that how this happens? I really hope that's not how this happens. Um, but I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on from this topic because I don't want spoilers and I don't want you to. Yeah, you said to remind you to go back to the Vulcan main plotline. Uh, which I was going to do because I wanted to ask you about the fact that Archer does send to Paul to work with these Vulcans because it was my impression. And I don't know if you agree with me, but it was my impression that kind of from the start of the episode, Archer meets these Vulcans and is warming to them and is curious about them. And even one of my notes before the whole rape was, these are my kind of Vulcans. These are my people. They've balanced logic and emotions. <laughs> and so I got the impression that when Archer ordered to Paul to spend time with them, it may have been his intention that they do kind of, pardon the the lingo, rub off on her in some way. And she does maybe yeah. open up her mind to emotions. And I was wondering, did you get that as well? Yeah, it's just another one of those things that Archer does. That he trusts without knowing that the people are trustworthy. Yeah. So just because they are Vulcans, but they are not breathing down the breathing down his neck, which is an expression that he used during the dinner that they shared. Just because they're Vulcans, but they're not like the Vulcans that he's met. He's like, oh, these are great people, grand people, mm. amazing people. I want them on my side. So yeah, maybe he didn't think that their way of thinking was dangerous or harmful, and so 
he invited to Paul to spend time with them in the hopes that she could do so too. But obviously, during the dinner, Paul knows about them. Yeah. About the kind of people that they are. And she's not impressed. No, not at all. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. It's another another Archer thing to involve himself in something that he doesn't need to be involved in. Yeah. And again, this storyline raises what we talked about previously, about how it's very hard to write people without emotion or even act without emotion because there is emotion in everything. And even the look that T'Pol gives the Vulcan when he asks for the chicken is just so full of contempt. <laughs> but um, I want to ask you about the Vulcans because you know a lot more. Than, and I'm, this is very much an education, as I've said before, for me on the Vulcans. Why are Vulcans so averse to emotions? Did something happen in their history? Was there some war or something that led to this philosophy that they adopted? Because it struck me as really strange when T'Pol is talking to these other Vulcans about emotion and they're using terms like primal nature. And it struck me as completely illogical how fearful and averse they are to their emotions so i don't know okay uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna sit here and pretend uh, i don't know if there was anything that made them change historically what i do know is that as you said vulcans that are normal vulcans no change in philosophy so people like to pull have a lot of emotions in them all the time all the time, yeah. constantly. They just don't express them basically with their faces. Yeah. But they feel them. And something that I I know is that they say purge their emotions, right? They go to the Shadows of Pijem uh, destroyed monastery and they purge of their emotions. And that is not what happens. What happens is that they learn to control their emotions, but they still have them because you cannot exist without emotions. You would be a robot and they're not robots. So I don't know if anything happened for them to have to suppress or control their emotions in such an extreme way, but they definitely feel them. They definitely are able to express them without dying or without turning into rapists, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, Spock shows emotions all the time, especially in the in the remakes. <laughs> He's very angry. Yeah. He's a very angry Vulcan, which I think it makes sense. Technically, he's half Vulcan only, and his mother died. Spoiler. Uh, so he's a very angry person. I, that makes sense for me. But other Vulcans... As well, like T'Pol. T'Pol shows emotion all the time. Like in this episode, she's fearful. She's shocked. She's annoyed. What we don't get is the visual representation of those emotions the same way that we would with a, a human character. But she feels them. So it's not a matter of they are... I think they are more afraid of the rapist guy... And that extreme of, you know, 
technically a lot of bad things that happen is because of an extreme emotion. So if we don't feel emotions, less bad things will happen, right? Like genocide is not a logical thing. It's an emotional thing. You hate a group of people and want to murder them. Rape is an emotional thing. Murder can be a passionate murder. Like I think maybe they go more that route of seeing, oh, okay, so we were like a normal emotional quote-unquote civilization before and bad things kept happening and we decided to be more logical about it and less emotional about it. And so they tried to control their emotions more. And maybe not. And maybe they were just like, fuck this shit. Yeah, because one of the final lines then is Archer when he comes to Paul's quarters and he says to her, I think I finally understand why you repress your emotions. And that struck me as a really weird line. Well, he didn't say that, did he? He didn't say that. He said, you do this every night. Every night. I think I finally understand why. Meditating, not repressing her emotions. Yeah, but the meditation is to help with repressing her emotions. That's why she meditates. Yeah, but also, like, I don't think she meant he meant to say, now I understand why you're trying to be emotionless. Oh, okay. Well, that, that was my reading of it. And I was like, well, what's he saying? That's a really weird thing for a human to say when we are rampantly open with our emotions all the time. Maybe I misinterpreted. I think he maybe meant like, oh, now I understand why you meditate because I would have liked to kill this guy. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I got right. it. Like, I think he would like to know how to control his emotions a little bit more. Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember that time when Tapal showed Probably Hoshi, not. <laughs> showed Hoshi the like technique for you know helping to stay calm, and then she said, "Oh yeah, I'll give you lessons." Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's well, I misinterpreted that then. There's no misinterpretation. There's just different interpretations. And for me, I didn't think that he meant that. I think that he meant sometimes I wish I could control my emotions better. Yeah. It's not like I'm happy that you do, but like I envy that I can't. No, your reading makes much more sense. <laughs> Especially after being thrown to a wall by a rapist. I think that would, you know. Yeah. That reminds me, Vulcans are canonically, like, stronger than humans, isn't that right? Yeah. Quite. Quite a bit more. Also, I just wanted to mention that when we first meet the Talaris guy in the diner, where he's asking about tea and stuff. Um, so creepy! My note was, I'm getting Loki vibes off this guy. Oh, no, Loki would never rape. That is a lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a lie. I, I, I didn't have to be corrected, but like, yeah, no. But would he in the Avengers? Yes. Would he manipulate in the Loki people? show? No. Would he? <laughs> I'm saying in the Avengers movie, he did it. I mean, he did yeah. it. He got into people's brains and made them do things that they didn't want to do. Yeah. I'm just talking about current Loki, dead Loki. He wouldn't. He's dead. Speaking of getting into people's brains. Okay. Scary. I, I wanted to ask about the mind meld itself. Yeah. Because this is something I have seen before. Mm-hmm. And it's been in Star Trek before. 
And I was really curious because T'Pol doesn't know about it. And my understanding of the mind meld was that it is a Vulcan technique, but it's used between Vulcans and they don't share it with non-Vulcans or other species. But here it's implied that it's not a Vulcan. Well, it is a Vulcan technique, but it's very old. It's not really in use anymore. And I'm, I'm curious to see, will we get it to a point where... I don't know. Because I know, I think, I haven't watched enough of the original series, but I'm pretty sure Spock has done a mind melt. I yeah. know that there's definitely other Vulcans in other shows who have done it. So, I don't know how much I can say without giving away spoilers. Okay. So, let's just say, it made me... Hmm? Because I know that <laughs> Spock does it. Yeah. And he, it was never mentioned before that it was... Of an all forgotten technique. Yeah. It was like, again, yeah, what I, what you said, like a Vulcan technique. But in this show, it will come back. Okay. So I'm not going to say. We can talk more about it in that episode. Okay. So I know you didn't like, well, I, I know you, you liked it, but not just in this episode. But let's talk about the Kav storyline. Because I did like that. I did like, I liked all the questions he had. I especially liked the joke when they, they cut to the diner and... Where'd you hear that? A Vulcan anthropologist told me he'd seen the ritual during an Earth expedition. <sighs> They're not trying to kill the quarterback. They're just trying to keep him from throwing the ball or running with it. It's only a game. I enjoyed that. I find it strange that Vulcans... Um, from a human perspective... It makes sense that the Vulcans would be prudish about sex. But when you think about it from a logical perspective, you'd think Vulcans would just treat sex like a thing they have to do for reproduction. Right. So Vulcans reproduce when they have the colinar. Yeah, I know there's the whole mating ritual. Yeah. But that doesn't mean. Like, mating and having sex are different things. Yeah, no, of course, absolutely. But that's what I mean. Humans are one of the few species who have sex for pleasure. Most animals just mate. And they have a mating cycle. Like, technically, humans have a mating cycle as well. No, I know, yeah. It's just monthly, and yeah, we suffer it, not you. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, so when Kav says that the Vulcan's males only mate once every seven years, is that basically the equivalent of... The cycle is that it's the cycle thing. That's how I understand it. Yeah, because I because you know because they're Vulcans and they repress everything. I just assumed they just trained themselves or only allowed themselves once every seven years. Maybe, maybe, but I thought of it more like a natural, biological kind of thing. Okay, because of the changes that happen in the Colinar. Okay, well, I'm not fully aware of all that, so yeah. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I thought of it maybe like the ovulation. <laughs> okay, well, I'm looking forward to, to learning more about Vulcans and their reproductive habits. And then obviously we have this storyline with Kav's father, which as we've agreed is pretty manipulative. Uh, yeah, I didn't know how to feel about that because originally when Archer went to Kav and Kav said, Helen, we said our goodbye years ago, I was thinking, yeah, you go Kav, yeah. But at the same time, I completely get where Trip is coming from in terms of regrets as well. Yeah, so first of all, I didn't like that the Admiral took it like 
Remember the Vulcans let you keep a science officer in your ship? Yeah. Not the same Vulcans. You're telling me to meddle in someone else's private life. Second of all, I don't think that he should be the one to forgive his father if what his father did to him or said to him was hurtful. Why would he? Listen, I feel like parents have been cuddled and have been treated very nicely all their life, being like, oh, I tried very hard. No one told you to have fucking children, okay? So if you can't be nice for the sake of being nice and you have to be throwing shit at your kid's face all their life, being like, oh, I raised you and I gave you an education and I gave you a roof over your head. What do you want me to do to get me a roof over my head at age five? You had me. <laughs> yeah. So if you mess up, those children, that child, that kid, that calf doesn't owe you shit. You fucked up. And I'm going to segue to something else. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that it should have been left at, I don't want to contact my father. But this is an American show, so I should not be surprised. I'm just going to leap in and defend the Americans, because I think any show from any country probably would have done the same. Probably. Because these shows are probably made by parents <laughs> who hope their children <laughs> will forgive them one day. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Also, I just... I wanted to point out that I've noticed a trend that the less attractive the actor playing the Vulcan is, the more green or grey they are. I love how you see this now. <laughs> I mean, I had noticed it before on of Vulcan captains, but the actors they get to play Vulcan captains are usually older, so I was kind of giving them credit for, oh, they're older Vulcans, so they're maybe literally getting a bit greyer in the skin as well. But, um, Cobb is very frog-like in this. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think that there I have to say on this episode. The last thing that I want to mention is, as I said before, the mind melt thing will come back. Yeah. And maybe then we can keep discussing it because I can't say. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. We're on episode 17. Um, I'm predicting that Trip to Paul is not happening this season. I, I can't tell you. No, I don't you. want I you don't to. I'm just, I'm just, I don't want you to confirm or deny. I'm just making a prediction and then we can look back on this and be like, oh, well, she, you were so wise. Or I'll just go back and cut this out. <laughs> if I'm wrong. <laughs> that never happened. You happens. will cut out the about? episode where it's already posted and people have listened to it and you will be like, actually, no, that never happened. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just gaslight people. Um, so just for the sake of having something to lose against, I'll say that they do get together this season because I don't remember. So I think that's it for this episode, question mark. Yep. So thank you for joining us on this week's episode, Fusion. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Uh, and we'll be back next week with the episode Rogue Planets. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at PodMeUpScotty or write to us at podmeupscotty at gmail.com Bye! Bye! Scotty, come in. Ready to be my...
FEMA's up home. Okay. okay, babes, you have to shut up for like two seconds. It's my intro. Hmm. <laughs> it's my intro, babes. <laughs> <laughs> 